Fuck. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're the host. You got this. I believe in you. I'm the host. Yes, I'm the host. Um, you know, I'm in control. And mm -hmm. this is 100% planned and a totally professional yes. Sure. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. You can see that. Of course you can. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to stop. <laughs> Go for it. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of The Spice Rack. Um, I am your host, uh, Faisal Awo, um, also on the other podcast you probably came here from, The Spice of Dice. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, and today I am here with a new friend, um, Sebastian Bradley, Dungeon Master for the Dice Diner, currently running a Sea of Strahd, a modified uh, Curse of Strahd game. Introduce Hello. yourself. Hi there, my name is Sebastian Riley, as introduced from the Dice Center, and I am in fact running a rewrite of Curse of Strahd for C.S. Strahd. Pirates, time travel, and super fruity shit. It's pirates. Oh, I probably should have asked about the cursing <laughs> before I went and said, yeah, let's just um, hit with the hey, shit. Hey, it's like, whatever, man. Word. <laughs> It's like, I checked us on like Apple Spotify and we technically count as explicit content. So oh, okay. whatever, hey, whatever flies, man. I can I, I can we let's not find out what's past explicit content rating. Yeah, let's not yeah, let's not try and fight the system yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like let's just be comfy in a little explicit corner. Um yeah, so <laughs> what's the show all about? Um, mostly, I, I, I will figure out a tagline eventually, but I think I mostly just want to, you know, explore how different people got into the TTRPG space, what their introduction to it was, and I, and I was like, who would be the first person I would ask these questions of, and I was like, oh my god, this cool person I know on TikTok. Um, so Sebastian, I'm, how'd you get into D&D and tabletop role-playing games in general <laughs> okay do so you want the you want me to start with the pipeline or just go like to when i first picked up 5e i i want to i want to know all the great details baby give me that timeline okay dates and annotations <clears throat> give me all the, of it the sebastian radley D&D pipeline backstory <laughs> starts up in the good old grade school days of a oh boy private <laughs> middle school uh people would like I know people are they're like they're they're cats, they're well they're wolves, they're uh right. they're mermaids. Um we had Transformers. <laughs> um this was right when the first Transformers movie came out with Shia LaBeouf, way right. well before Revenge of the Fallen was even a thought in Michael Bay's little head. <laughs> and right. um I was just technically in this case the player, where I had my funny little guy named uh claw a just a dude with wolverine claws and my right. entire larp was me holding up three fingers on both hands whenever i activated and going with pa because i was and this connected with wolverine and this connected to the transformers universe how <laughs> uh this connected to the transformers universe in the sense that we thought it was cool to cross over transformers because my right. friend who hosted the whole thing their character name had the last name Prime because they were the son of Optimus Prime. Oh, it was hilarious, but it was so fun and so freeing because just like the early days of fan fiction, just before mm -hmm. you figured out it was a thing, just like yes. Oh, it gets better. 
Um, oh boy. The person who played Optimus Prime's kid also played Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, and every other Transformer <laughs> in like Ooh. the thing. So for so for all intents and purposes, this my this kid was the dungeon master of our LARP in our schoolyard that we did for like an hour straight. Uh, before I knew, that's what LARPing was. That little kid must have had range. <laughs> he had incre- they had incredible range. Hey, we lost contact because they moved out of the school. So, hey, if by some chance you're listening to this and the story seems familiar to you, please hit me up you're on TikTok there. at City. Um, I miss you. I hope you're doing well. And if, I'm hoping you're playing D&D also. The one that got away. The one that got away. The one that got away. Um... Okay, so how did it escalate <laughs> from primary school? <clears throat> elementary? How about the fucking American say? Elementary? Uh, elementary, thank Elementary. Yeah. So, um, after that all happened towards the eighth grade, I got into good old role-playing on, like, Ooh. the internet where you type up on little forums and you go, this is my OC and so on and so forth. And then, then, then I kind of, like, went from there. Like, I learned about stats and shit. But the very oh. bare minimum, but it was like stats, like um, for basic stats, like a monster of the week style shit. But I didn't even know what that was at the time. Um, then it kind of like tapered off to like just standard writing. Then comes mm. the best part of high school. Um, this is when I first picked up Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition because um, my friend Alex, who plays Euphoria in see Strahd and a number of other characters in upcoming games where we have Grimstone coming out for Monster of the Week Monsters 2 campaign Ooh. where they're also playing and um Alex was the, was our, my was technically my very first 5e dungeon master. Um oh. it, this was early 2018 I want to say I was either I was either 16 turning 17 or 15 turning 16 at the time because I think we started in the summer but right. um I did not have a lot of friends in high school. Big surprise. I was gang, gang. I yeah. am I was a way huger jerk than I am usually. Um I'm self-aware about it. I'm doing my best to not be. But you know, um, redemption, you know, things it's my change. redemption arc to the best redemption. of my ability. Um, but um during during that time, uh Alex and I were did were not good pals at all but it kicked off here when i come out of this amazing pizza place right by our school called frescoes and i overhear alex talking with one other person like hey we're about to play we're, we're trying to play D, but we need more party members so i being the nosy motherfucker that i am go up and say hey you guys you guys playing you guys playing D? I, I i'd love to try a good old 5e I could buy you pizza. I basically bribed my very first dungeon master into getting my spot into the into the party with a slice of corn ranch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I mean game game recognized game. <laughs> game got a recognized game, and I'm like, I've got my character ready. This is the character is not Claw, by the way. I have a new character. Get to that in a second. I got better character creation after time. Um, I like I've got a character ready. I've got a sheet filled. I got a sheet filled out. Heavy quotation marks. It's like okay, cool. Yeah, just send it to me. And I'll be like, all right, cool. So I send the sheet, and Alex texts me when I send him like, hey, Sebastian, what the, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, it's a character sheet. Um, anyway, the character sheet was a uh, name. <laughs> Name Pluvian Defestus, age so and so, class bard. Spells are just two spells I just made up because I didn't know there was a spell list. And 
I thought they were funny little bits because my only source of reference was making shit up from regular show that one episode where they played like a shitty D&D copy. And I was like, yeah, that's a good reference. I just make everything up. So my, I made two meme songs and I songs from my bard, and I was like, yeah, this is it. Um, hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed, they're not overpowered. They were not overpowered at all. In fact, they did nothing. They were right. nothing spells that I made for myself. So, in fact, it was very underpowered. So, Alex goes, I'm going to send you a new character sheet. This is what you got to fill out. I'm like, what are these things? Proficiency bonus? What does that mean? Um, anyway, this enters the time in my life where I did not know how to fill a character sheet out for the life of me. Um, <laughs> I think that was the most daunting part about it initially, where you see all these like words and features and traits and numbers. You don't know what means what. And yeah, it does scare off like a lot of people when they're like numbers, proficient, what? Right. Carrying right. capacity, what? It's you know? so much. And honestly, a lot of people don't even use carrying capacity. If you have yeah. a. It's so it's like a lot of these mechanics you're seeing doesn't really do anything, actually. You don't I'm, need to worry I'm about the. DM'd, like, I'm DMing like two campaigns right now. Mm-hmm. Never in my life have I been like, um, absolutely actually, never. What's your carrying capacity? Like, I think there's like a lot of, I mean, I think it really does depend on the dungeon master because there's like a lot of things that like some people would consider as just like extra shit you don't really right, need. Right, and it's like, no, carrying capacity is very important. It depends right. how many items you can have. That like it really necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, because like it, it comes into play in my opinion whenever you have like way too much loot in a room that's been described as way too much loot for you to carry right so that's when you're like yeah calculate your, your stuff so we can see how much you can reasonably pick up at a time you know sure that's when i can understand but other than you that this is 90 percent of the time i think like at some point the party will eventually either Mm-hmm. get a whole base where they would just put all their shit or, or find a bag, like a bag of holding, bag of holding. A bag yeah. of, like, I, like a bag of holding literally just like mm-hmm. circumvents that entire problem of like we have too much stuff um, the bag of holding is a quintessential just item for any D game yeah um honestly it's really like even as a dm i think it's really just helpful right. to throw in the bag of holding because then it's like cool mm-hmm. now you don't have to worry about you guys being like mm-hmm. carrying 50 guns and like mm-hmm. <laughs> five um, different magic whatever the I am the only thing I'm considering carrying capacity proper for my game would be for Sea Strawdash right now because we mm. have a homebrewed mechanic system where the ships have carrying capacities. You have to have a certain limit of cargo. And the oh. reason why it's tracked is because you could actually lose that cargo if your ship takes a certain amount of damage. So that's the only reason why I ever calculate that kind of stuff where I have to sit down and actually type it all up. But even then, I do muscle work. My players, I don't force my players to be like, Google me the weight of a singular cannonball or else. <laughs> Right, you're gonna. It's, it's it's dumb and useless. I can just do that work. I can just do like five seconds of Google. Right. Um, actually, I'm I'm very interested in the mechanics you have for like uh, Sea of Strahd. Um, like what, like what exactly do you like? Did you like rewrite, like edit for it sure. for it to be different from a normal Curse of Strahd game? So our language for Curse of Strahd initially, as we all know, players get somehow invited back in time to Barovia and not back in time sorry it's us thing only <laughs> invited to the demi plane of Barovia which is like this super little shadow plane surrounded by fog trapping trapping and strawed and all the people of Barovia um right. what we did instead we had a pre-existing world called the rising tides in this world we were basically gay little pirates uh nice. this started out as a home campaign way back when uh but the game kind of 
fell through after a little while. It ran for like a year, but it was a very interesting world we worked with because the idea of the rising tides was it was just a small part of a very big world because in the lore of the world, um, people just couldn't leave the rising seas, not because they were like trapped, but because the government at the time, the Saluda Royal family had convinced the entire world and their entire sea that the flat earth theory was true. So no way, left, no yeah, way. <laughs> you left the, um, rising size you just fall over to the, over over the edge into the abyss was, and they had like the sh- these large military ships that surrounded the city they were surrounded the, na- the entire country with like called the how, how did i not know this until- <laughs> wait question so everyone so every nbc in your stream is like a is a for sure flat earther <laughs> for the most part because the main goal that the government is doing is to keep people stupid so they can keep conquering lands inside right. uh, this little family basically convinces people like yeah you can't leave here this is where you're safe we'll keep you protected when in reality they're just conquering lands these are the white people they are <laughs> right. like at the start of every single campaign within like the golden age of piracy within the rising sides it always kick starts with them conquering basically the south asian south asian southeast asian uh country They've yeah. taken over. They've pretty much moved in. They've collided. They've moved into the royal families there, right. and a lot of the plots take place with them pushing dwarves and tieflings and orcs back into like these mountainous cities, which, in terms of nat- inspiration, are like China, Asian countries, China and Mongolia and stuff like that. Just like people who would absolutely be fucking colonized, but be right. like so. Your game people. has like a lot of like real world, real world like inspiration. Mm-hmm. Cool. Wow. Yeah. That's and, so interesting. And this is only the golden age. The point of Sea Strahd, however, is we take the whole plot is Strahd in has been erased from history. Mm. Barovia does not exist for some reason in the future, and it just isn't written on any map. All the lore of Barovia has been written. They found out why because in the beginning of the campaign, they start in the golden age and get swifted back in time into the into the dark ages where where strahd is completely controlling the land and the fog completely can surrounds the rising size in a new area that they're un, that they're unused to being the barovian seas um barovia in our world we i have crossed some russian architecture in like culture with south asian so strahd for all intents and purposes is a thousand asian man because I want my own representation in my Hell yeah, game. hell yeah, dude. It's your game. It's, it's my game. I'll do what I want. Yeah, do what you want. And um, it's, there's a lot of differences because the rising tides that they enter are not colonized by the Royal family. The Royal family doesn't exist here. And all the seas that they know are pretty much uninhabited. A lot of it's empty land. Even though for all his... Logically, of course, the dwarves are still somewhere there in the mountains where they are. However, we haven't seen any yet. Because this is long before they ever ventured out from the mountains to interact with the people who would eventually fuck their entire shit up. Right. So that is so. So they've been, just been like time traveled to like a world like mm-hmm. pre-colonization, just like an untouched. Pre-colonized wow. in the sense that it's not colonized by the people they're used to. Strahd von Zelovich oh, okay, has right. completely so, okay. begun conquering. Yeah. So the colonizer before the current colonizer. This is the colonizer so, before the colonizer. Come back. Okay. so what they learned pretty early on like episode two spoilers if no one has seen at home um essentially they learned from rudolph van richten that they are stuck in a time loop strahd has essentially 
trapped this entire section of the globe into a time loop because he keeps failing to seduce uh uh <laughs> what's her name um it's not esmeralda like from punchback <laughs> there's oh, what was the name of it nice. straw lover woman uh titania titania is like a reincarnation uh of course that's one of the main goals in the book that i've kind of like rewritten for the story um but basically rudolf enrichton was not a willing participant in this time loop he somehow got swept up to him and keeps having to try and kill Strahd over and over and over again. And I'm playing Strahd at uh, Rudolph Van Richten as this jaded, tired hunter who's like, I don't want to keep sharing information with people who are just going to eventually forget. That is so sad. It's, <laughs> so super, it's super sad. However, Bummer. every time he does, he gets paired up with Esmeralda, who is not part of the time loop, but is like actively suffering and says i want to come with you and learn what's happening and a big like plot point is like esmeralda's like i can't work with you if you're not going to tell me about this shit and then splits off and joins the party right right um it's just like Whoa. an interesting way to like rewrite how character dynamics are made from Strahd, where like esmeralda, esmeralda and rudolph are from what i understand are written to split off eventually however it's like i can split i can do it differently i feel you know yeah, for sure. Honestly, can I say, as someone who I'm, uh, this is embarrassing, whatever. As someone who's like, truly just like, never looked into like Curse of Strahd, this is just like so interesting where it's mm -hmm. like, well, uh, wow. I, it's, it, it, it's very interesting, yeah, because I've also yeah. watched a couple of Strahd Loves plays. I'm like, this is, they're all the same. They're all boring. What if I made them pirates? What if I made them gay? Thoughts, man. Simple. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Um, super great. <laughs> um, I think now is the perfect time to pivot into oh. being super judgmental online. Ooh, um, we get to this section. All right. I'm ready. Yes, uh, I found a bunch of like really funny DD, Am I the Asshole, like Reddit questions. Fantastic. Um, and in the future, we'd love to answer a couple questions from viewers at home. So please feel free to email us at fucking give me an un memento to open up the email. <laughs> um, yeah, so please send any questions or funny Reddit D&D stories um, to thespiceofdice at gmail.com. I probably shouldn't know that off by heart, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Listen, stories, questions, anything you want us to judge, by all anything, means. Anything, yeah. Being judgmental is like my favorite hobby for real. It's so fun. So it's fun. so fun to sit atop my ivory tower in my glass castle. Yeah, sipping tea and looking down at mm -hmm. those below. Okay. <clears throat> Inter uh, inner party conflict advice. I'm with the asshole DD edition. To start out, I feel silly for writing this. I feel silly for the entire situation. I hate that a fictional world is causing this kind of problem in my life, but here we are. So I'm in a group of six newish players. This is our first campaign, but we've been playing together for about half a year now. We have a mix of alignments, but I play the only actual good character. At odds with me are two fucking out <laughs> are two evil characters who basically do whatever the hell they want, up to and including killing innocent people without reason. The rest of the party just kind of rolls their eyes at this most of the time, but my character has a serious issue with it. And at this point, it doesn't make any sense what that they would remain in the party. My character has spoken out and warned them to stop many times. This only results in the other characters kind of teaming up on an often ridiculing line. Well, now I'm not so attached to my character that for the sake of the game, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't just roll a new one that would better fit with the group. But unfortunately, the evil players also do things that are so frustratingly stupid that they could derail the entire campaign for maybe even result in a TPK. For example, in one of our previous sessions, if what they were doing was noticed by the locals, we would have been either killed, run out of town, or thrown in jail. There have been a few occasions where I think a couple of lucky rolls might have been the only reason we avoided dire consequences. This all kills my desire to play it all. I just want to play the game. I want to see what happens next. I want to unravel the mystery of the realm where the campaign takes place. All of us players do outlandish, flamboyant, and even sometimes risky things, and I think that makes the game even more fun. But I'm becoming very frustrated. My character has basically become the reviled in the game world for being the moral compass slash voice of reason. It's starting to bubble over into my personal feelings a bit. Uh, brackets, we're all rather close friends IRL. Um, oh, jeez, I'm getting, I'm getting close. There's like two paragraphs left. Okay. Um, on a personal level, something I absolutely cannot stand is controlling people. I do not want to be such a person in real life or in game. I'm getting tired of having to play my character true and constantly step in to stop them from doing something stupid and or evil. It makes me feel like a dick. I don't like bossing people around and I actively avoid situations where I have to. But it's just the game, right? The point is to have fun. Yeah, I get that. But I see it like joining a social sports league. Say you're playing flag football. It's casual. The idea of enjoying yourself, sure, winning would be nice, but really that's secondary to having a good time with your pals. But then you've got this one teammate who gets the ball and runs the opposite direction or goes to kick a random field goal for, for some reason. Or just purposely throws the ball into the bleachers. Maybe it's just me, but I find that kind of thing frustrating. I'm seriously about to leave the game altogether because I'm not enjoying myself like I used to, but also worried about how that might impact our real world relationships. I'd love some advice from anyone who might have been here before. Um, and that was posted by Typical Sleep for uh, 4690. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> I've been reading through it before making it. Um, like, okay, that ooh. is a lot in one go. Hey, hey, OP, I feel you. Ooh! <laughs> um, what makes it tough is because that like they're actually friends in real life. Mm -hmm. But the fact of thing is, I if I was playing a game with someone who I'm like, I mean, I wouldn't do this to anyone, but like if I was playing with people who I know are like intimate friends right. that I hang out with on a regular basis, right. I wouldn't do something that upsets them. That you know what I mean. It's it's always a bad situation when like one character is always being like, "You're a party, you're a party girl." You're a fucking vibe. jerk, and I'm sick of your character. But we are close friends, out of out of the table, and I and I recognize that. However, I dislike this character, and I cannot play with this character. I get that entirely. Yeah. Um, have you, I don't remember anywhere in the, in the story where OP has like taken this out of table and said, Hey, I'm not having fun with this. They haven't. They haven't. Um, it sounds as though they are just like like suffering silently as their friends jump on them in game. Yeah. Which is, like, sad. That, uh, oh, that's a rough that's situation. Rough. I'm, I don't think they're the, personally, I don't think they're antagonists. I think they should first speak up about this out of character seriously, like, Hey, I'm not having fun anymore. Um, if we're all gonna be acting like murder hobos, and I really like my character as a thing, and I really want to be invested in this campaign, but I feel like I am not being heard. Um, I've adopted a phrase from my fantastic dungeon master Max. Um, if one person's not having fun, stop the game right now, have a conversation about it, and fix it. You know? Mm -hmm. Um it's always a red flag for your entire party as a group of murder hobos, though. You know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I 
it's it's really uh, imagine being like the voice of reason in a group of people who just want to like murder and go oh wait and then also if we it says it said something about alignments earlier on but i think it's like that it's a group of six one is the dungeon master one is the is op who's like the good line character two of them are murder hobos and the rest are just like neutralists who won't step in except to like when the good characters being like hey you guys are being dicks Mm. they side with the chaotic evil whatever yeah Um, and i'm I'm gonna be completely real i i don't think evil alignments are ever good for a player i they're really not i really not and i'm sure there's some people who do okay i think the only like example of like evil characters that really work in a system is like the party from Escape the Blood Keep that Dimension Twenty did. Right, right, right. But that, but like that's written into the story. That's written for them to be. That's villains. written for them. Right. That's, they're they're meant to be the bad guys. Everyone of the signed story. up for that. Everyone ha- during the session zero, I, I'm assuming everyone behind the scenes agreed to the fact that they'd be playing evil characters. From yeah. what I understand here, that disconnect was not. That that was that never happened. No one said, <laughs> "Yeah, you could. You were only playing like a neutral to evil squad." This guy was yeah. like, I'm just gonna it's, play. It's like if in like fucking Blood Keep, it's like, yeah, we're all gonna be villains. And then Eric Ishii was like, what? But I was told I'm, I'm supposed to be like the hero of light and, you know, the, the, the heroine of the masses. It, it's so out of nowhere. It's out so of out of nowhere. Um, we're actually running a similar game in the, in, uh, on the Dice Diner coming soon called The Big Bad Breakout. Uh, starring uh, guest starring Izzy Rebels from the from uh, Brain Adventures podcast, who I recently had, had the pleasure of working with for their newest season. Nice. Fucking fantastic. Amazing role players, all of them. Um, but we're doing something similar and we've all agreed already, right before it's even started, months before we record, we are playing monsters, we are playing villains, and we are playing real shit people. And we have to be ready for that. Yeah. It's it's the it's it's like it's an agreed upon thing, but like right. the whole like, evil alignment thing, if you're just like a bunch of adventurers in a while doing whatever, like I don't know. I think when it comes to having good alignment characters, even if you're not giving a specific plot, it's, like, easier for, like, quests. Like, okay, cool. Oh, look, this person's been kidnapped. I'm going to go save them. But, like, right. if you're evil, what is your driving force? It's like, cool, I'm going to rob this guy. You... All right, cool. I'm going to rob the next, like... Hmm. If you end up playing an evil character, you have to have that character arc set in stone already and have everyone agree that they're going to be there for it because that can get old really, really quick. No one hmm. wants to just be there for your character development as well. You got to be working. This is a collaborative storytelling. You got to work with your, your fellow players if you want to do something like yeah. that. My I, character syndrome is really bad for d and It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I know that for a fact. Uh, my partner James is running a, a home game every like Tuesday. We're playing just last night, actually. Um, I play a kind of neutrally aligned jerk ass. That's Finn Tucker, who um, absolutely would and absolutely could shoot an elderly person if they bothered him too much. Oh, my God. He's not a good person, but he knows when to stow his like jerkiness away when something is majorly threatening him. And his character arc is right now love. He fell in love with a girl, Aww. but he has to finish this whole quest in order to prove that he can come back to the town that he was kicked out of. And that's the only reason why he's with the party, but eventually, it's clear he's showing he's actually cares for these people. Right. And that's the fun part. It's good to see that, like, hard, mean person turn nice, but if they stay that way through the entire campaign, what's the Never point of telling a story together? Yeah. You know? And, okay, also, I, I, I feel as though we do need to say, I am aware of the fact that there are some parties that are like, I just want to fucking slash and loot and mm-hmm. whatever. But if you want to do that, then I think you need to, like, 
say that like I'm not trying to vilify the other players but it is kind of jerky that they're just kind of ignoring I like it's never a good look if the entire party is like like even in the character just jumping on right right because okay here's the thing I can see a way where like a party of like very different alignment people like arguing about ethics and whatever that could be fun but I think it needs to be balanced you know there needs to be more than one like good aligned character for that to work right 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 because it has there has to be some sort of balance if you want to have that moral conundrum happen that you want like um yeah that's good for like a political based campaign rp campaign but the way it seems to just fucking adventures hacking and slashing uh from yeah. what i there from what I, if there is this big disconnect in who the characters are there clearly was an assassin zero session zero there clearly is not the dm is not taking charge in the situation seeing that one yeah. person ganged up on and yeah, the player where are you where are you in this situation where are you yeah because like the dm hasn't truly in this entire story hasn't even been mentioned once so they are just not. sitting by and watching this happen um and i do want to say not all friend groups make great adventuring parties absolutely guys. not <laughs> absolutely not you can be uh, best friends with someone, wouldn't want to play d d with them. Wouldn't want to play yeah, d right. I need to put my love Yeah, OP. Um, <laughs> OP, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I think you maybe It's like either, A, first of all, you should sit down and have a, a frank chat with your partner being like, hey, I feel ganged up on. This isn't fun for me anymore. Um, or B, you know, pack maybe, your bags and get to a new party. Maybe find a new party. It's okay. Not all fingers make great adventure it's, parties. Yeah, it's totally okay. It's okay. You can be good it's with someone, okay. and they could just be shit players. It's fine. It's just yeah. not your style, and that's okay. Yeah. You just gotta face the fact. Hey, and if it makes your friend group fall apart because you don't want to play dandy with them, maybe consider that maybe, it wasn't a good. Friend maybe group they, maybe they weren't the best. Maybe they were not the best group to be best. around. That's just a hot oh. take on my part because I'm petty. Okay. Yeah. Goodness. Um, yeah. Um, Simply talk gonna... to your party. And if things don't Please, work out, communication work is out. key, guys. Mm-hmm. Communication is key. Uh, um, moving on, baby. Got story um, number two. For number two, I have like six. We're probably not going to go through all of them, but that's you know. fine. Do you want to like <laughs> swap and I can read this one? Oh my god, yes. Don't just like send you the link. Yeah, um, send to me. I have it. This will be like a, a fun surprise for me because I fully haven't read through all of them. I read the title, the first paragraph, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Um, yeah, throw it to me in Discord and I'll open it up. Boom. Sent. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing. <laughs> oh, Hachi Machi. Okay, this is a seems like a simple one. <clears throat> Am I the antagonist for excluding a Dungeons and Dragons party member from a combat encounter? Ooh. So this one is for all my tabletop-looking folks out there. The whole situation may seem rather silly, but it's caused quite a schism in our friend group, and I'm honestly not really sure who's in the wrong here. Schism, wow, look at you. Not a real-life consequence, ooh. I and a handful of other friends run a weekly D&D sessions online using Roll20 and Discord. We're a more roleplay-oriented group, gray, and sometimes our sessions don't involve combat at all. This party isn't specifically good-aligned, and several characters are what we consider evil, in quotations, in early editions. For the most part, we all get along fine and just try to have fun. Now to the Am I the Antagonist part. Oh, Last God. session, the party was doing, was doing a dungeon in order to get to and kill a necromancer. The party decided to take a short rest about halfway through since several of them were on low health. One of the characters, a lizard folk we'll call Gecko, decided to bite the halfling character as in roll for attack damage, start initiative, etc. 
For context, up until this point, Gecko had been threatening to eat the halfling and made his disdain for the rest of the party perfectly clear. The other party's members took this as a threat and incapacitated Gecko, stabilizing him and leaving him behind the camp for the remainder of the dungeon. Jeez. This caused him to miss the final battle of the dungeon with the necromancer. All in all, the play- all in all, the party w- bleh. all in all, his player was able to participate for about 40 to- 45 to 60 minutes out of a seven-hour session. Ooh. <laughs> How long was this combat, my guy? I've n- what? That's a- I understand combat can take like a while, but seven hours is seven ridiculous. Hours is a big, yeah. <laughs> After we were done with our session, Gecko's player let us know he was extremely upset and felt that we intentionally chose to leave him out of the fight for the final encounter. I pointed out that his character attacked another character and what happened next was the consequence of that. Player then said it was meant to be a joke and we all overreacted. He also said even if our character did act act in line with their personalities, we as the player still should have a different method of handling situations so he could play. I agree. He was also upset at the DM for allowing things to pan out the way they did and let the DM know this is n- this in no uncertain terms. Now he's ghosting all of us and telling us that he's likely going to quit the group because intentionally or not, we bullied him. We did apologize, and I, but I personally don't really understand why things have blown up all the way they have. Not to be flippant, but I don't see what the issue is. As I see, his character made a poor, cho- poor choice and just dealt with the repercussions due to, due to it. I'm also not sure how it could have been handled differently. So, am I, are we, the assholes? What do you I think? Want, yes, everyone. Every every single person. Every single person in this story sucks. Everyone in this story fucking sucks. What the fuck? This was rough, actually. Uh, this was also Come posted on. by user O-O-O. Fuck your username, actually. I hate that. <laughs> O-O-O-O-O-O. Um... It- the story, it somehow just kept getting worse. <laughs> it just gradually kept getting worse. First of all, PPP. Let's get on that topic first. Never, a, never a good sign. I mean, well, okay, I'm not going to say never a good sign. I, personally, I've never been in or ever really wanted to be in PPP. Right. Um, but, okay, upon me, kind of like, uh, start shit, get hit. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you start the fight. Um, sure. Um why would you bite the half thing if you're already injured and you're going into the Why? It's, Why? A, it's, a, it's a dumb situation, but first one comes to player PvP, it only should happen if it is incredibly important and necessary to the story. Please. Ugh. Um, I cannot stress this enough. I'm going to continue referencing my games that I've played in because they're all fantastic. I'm it. so sorry. I have two perfect examples of this in that came up being one a game run by my dear dear friend car he's a fantastic dungeon master as well and in that game we re- also pre roleplay have heavily we don't combat as often i play a character right. in neptune he's a dragonborn wild surge barbarian and Ooh. i have, and the person in question who i pvp'd with two people in particular were at my dear friends m and nick uh nick plays this bugbear rogue named mar and m played this uh half-orc gunslinger named Isaac. <clears throat> in this scene, there was a great revelation that Neptune, who had been on his entire quest to both get rid of his magic and learn more about it, finally found someone, being his aunt, who told him where to go to get rid of it, and immediately after, she was murdered. Just assassinated her and her, 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 and her wife. And then Neptune proceeded to go on the revenge quest because he thought the person who did it was the big bad. Uh... 
cue like the majority of the next couple sessions later we find out that nick who has been playing this character perfectly off scene whose character we found out was working for the big bad on <gasps> a, 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 not on purpose purely like forced to do this Oh. like has like a shot collar on that was a big character point before that point we get the collar off neptune takes so much damage helping him do that and at like a couple days after that the guilt's eating at him and he just comes out and says i was the one who murdered your aunts oh and oh. i'm <laughs> sitting there and i'm like i don't know how else neptune resolved this and i just go i'm gonna go into a rage <laughs> uh and we roll long search we rolled the wild surge and at this point we're like level like six or seven or eight and i asked my dm to edit the wild search table so on when i instead of rolling a d8 for like the basic wild search barbarian stuff i rolled d10 and on a nine and a ten i get the sorcerer wild surge stuff <clears throat> i aged oh, eight years fun. neptune proceeded to oh. age eight years uh and lost lives and attacked uh a, a, a lost a majority of his life and attacked um mar and it was a very quick combat very lovely build up to like that tension because just an entire concept between the through the players one player who knew already and just like warning him like you shouldn't tell him this is a dangerous situation and it was such a good scene because it was necessary for the characters to get through for them to continue their journey together and it right. was just a good role-playing moment to begin with but we it was so quick and no one got left out of a session out of a seven-hour session which is amazing i take a gripe with hey gm what's your fucking damage that you left this guy out of a majority of a very long session you know seven hours uh also and here's the thing right there's ways to include the player without them being in combat like exactly i was if I was putting myself in the DM shoes currently right now, mm -hmm. okay, you don't want this, uh, uh, whether, whether a dragon model is whatever, That's to powerful. engage yeah. in, in engage in combat, right? Cool. Right. Um, why not give them a cool dream vision sequence or something? Give them you know something I mean? to work with. You basically left something. this lizard folk alone in a dungeon. In a, in a, unconscious in unconscious a dungeon. Unconscious in a dungeon. You can do so many interesting things in that time while the party's like fighting a necromancer. Literally, just like, hey, you, like, you're unconscious lying on the ground and suddenly you just feel <laughs> the up. spirits, the, mm -hmm. the, the victims of the necromancer come and guide you. Exactly. Like, so much shit you could have done. Just, okay, so a bad on the lizard folk for attacking a party member for no fucking reason, even if it was just a, it, even if it was a bit even if it was just a funny, funny little bit. bit, you need to establish this as a funny bit before that happens to begin with. You're like, I'm doing funny this as a joke, first and foremost. Fight. Yeah. Or don't do it at all. What was what, what triggered the bite? Did you need the bite? You've been threatening the bite the entirety of the game. Why pay off it now when you're right. low on health and about to fight a boss? What's what's the point? Also, plus okay, plus it said that like he was like, yeah, full like initiative, full whatever. If it was just a fucking joke, you would have been like, um yeah, I, I took a, I took a, a nibble of the half of arm. Ha ha ha, funny joke. Yeah. Not like well, I roll of 18 on my bite attack. You take seven points of damage. Yeah, you can say I bite him. Okay, roll the hit. I bite him. Cool. You don't need to roll damage. It's supposed to be. You don't joke. need to see. Yeah, I. Ugh, so fucking dumb. And then, <laughs> and then this player, this player had to let it go to like two initiative and combat without saying anything, and then goes, 
You guys are bullying me. And goes to the party. That's fucked. Okay. The more we, honestly, the more we talk about it, the more annoyed I am at this fucking lizard folk. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am annoyed at everyone at this table. Most I'm annoyed DM, at everyone at this table. But most like, of the DM. Mostly, mostly the DM. DM. What are you doing? DM, what are you doing that lets that excludes the player for a massive chunk of us? There's no way a combat with a necromancer fight takes that long. I'm what level, first of all, what level are you a party? Secondly, how many people are in your party? And three, why did it take seven hours? And you couldn't even think of anything to do in that seven hours for that person who's been excluded from the entire game? That's what I'm fucking thinking. Uh like oh, you know what would have been like a fun plot twist? Go for it. Maybe not this one. But like what if it was like, okay, cool. Um the necromancer, he's busy like fighting the party. Oh, he has like a minion or like a cultist or something kill the player oh look the player is now fighting on the necromancer side yeah so then pvp if you want pvp there's your pvp that would be a fun idea there it is or like like, they don't even have to get killed like like a fucking suggestion or a fuck you know what i mean so so many ways so many ways it's gonna go on everyone in this game sucks (laughs) it's such a bad just a bad encounter all around Everyone sucks, dude. This is uh You're all assholes, is our you're all verdict. Assholes, go stop playing DD for a while and just learn to be bad people. Learn, like... learn to hey DM, learn about what to do with a person if if yeah. you're choosing to exclude them for like a seminar. Consequently, seven hours? Like seven hours is what I'm seven hours. I'm, like sitting on a like a Zoom call. I don't I'm missing this during COVID times. <laughs> Am I just like, or even if you even just IRL, you maybe even worse. Oh, because then it's like, because then it was like, you can't even like pull up a switch because it's impolite. <laughs> just sitting at table silently for seven hours. Fuck. We uh, we interpreted that, interpreted that line wrong. Oh, what was it? What was it? All in all, his player wasn't able to participate for 45 to 60 minutes out of a seven hour session. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. You well, 40, okay, 40 minutes is still kind of, you know... 45 minutes is long, but if the entire time that was happening was combat, then sure. You don't need sure. to do anything with the player. You could absolutely, in the moment, do something to help that player feel involved, but also, initiative was rolled. Why? If it was supposed to be a bet. Both of you guys suck. Everyone there sucks, regardless. Even, sucks. even if it uh, was such a, Even if it was that period, an hour to, like, out of the game. Yeah, so in conclusion, DM, get it together. I don't know. Wrestle your players together and make them act right. What is mm-hmm. this? <laughs> it's also, it's not like constantly the action, sure. But also, that's so boring. Just like to exclude them. Give them actual consequences for their action. They're unconscious in a dungeon alone. That's- like, you don't think a single monster would have found this, you know, there, <laughs> unconscious person just you lying can down. stay to I'm the heart's saying, content. That I'm just saying, if you had zero hit points, just sitting there stabilized, just even like the tiniest little thing. Right, and they get right. advantage because you're fucking knocked out, right? Mm-hmm. Literally anything. Like, I'm pretty sure like a spider or like a, like a fucking, like, the anything. lowest level of monster anything could, like, push them anything, over the edge. Of anything could either take you out or just pick you up and Insane. take you away. Insane. You're gonna okay. tell me you're gonna look at um, me a kobold isn't gonna be like, yeah, lizard folk, big boss now. Okay, um, I'm gonna have this the last question. Go for um, it. Um let's make it count. Um <clears throat> Am I the asshole for leaving my D D group? 
Um, I started out yesterday going to D&D in the evenings like I usually do on Tuesdays at the local gaming shop. This was the night that I was supposed to DM a campaign that I spent months working on from beginning to end. As excited, walked in and started setting everything up. Everything from the campaign music to the maps. Then one of the other DMs came up to me and asked to speak to me privately. I agreed and went outside with him. I was then told that he and the shop owner didn't want me running the campaign because of my mouth, which means I have foul language. I asked, well, what if I just keep it PG, no cursing? He said, no, that the shop's owner wasn't comfortable, period, and that I could just play as a character instead. Weeks prior, I asked if I could be the runoff table DM in the group chat. I was told I could. One week prior to yesterday, I was asking if I could run my Skyrim campaign, and I was told I could. So I ended up getting upset and saying, well, I guess I'm not needed here anymore, am I? And grabbed my things to leave. The reason why this campaign meant so much to me and why I ended up being so angry is that my close friend ended up passing... Oh, fuck. It ended up passing a car crash whom everyone knew this person he was the one who wanted me to run this campaign at that very shop he was the one who encouraged me to become another dm i even asked people that if it was okay to run the campaign in honor of the friend who passed and they said yes i kind of feel as if it does a disservice to the person who passed as they did whatever they could to get me to run the skyrim campaign only for it to be shut down so am i the asshole for leaving my dnd group um and that was uh sent in oh the name is uh brackets deleted oh well brackets deleted. Um, almost my condolences <laughs> yeah no uh, okay so, no so sorry <sighs> my condolences you're absolutely not the antagonist that's in the situation yeah that's um, yeah that's a weird thing to get kicked out of a shop for for cussing of all things because i no offense yeah. i don't think game shops are like the most like pg place kid friendly but i too i don't go to game shops that often but mm-hmm. you know from the place i've seen it's like it's mostly where like adults hang out mm-hmm. you it's, a, kids. it's a grown-ass adult location places yeah there are grown-ass men in those shops most of the time and that's yeah. weird that you're just uncomfortable cussing i guess but it could also, also just be like an adult thing yeah also plus if everyone i assume everyone in that context everyone in like the story had knew the context of like the friend passing and, and them wanting to the, the op to play the campaign mm-hmm. um then it is really weird for them to suddenly be like no no um, not allowed even, even when they've been given the like mm-hmm. like alternative like okay cool what if i don't cuss isn't like op being like um or like be, is like being like rude by being like no it has to have fucking cussing and blah, 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 in it you exactly know? it was like, there was an option given there was an option like the, yeah. i think the, the game shop owner is just choosing to be like a jerk know? yeah yeah what the heck it's and they even yeah, let you say it's a player like yeah that is so that's the part that confuses right? me yeah so okay so that means they know you have like a, and as someone who says a lot they know you have like so as like I say, like they know that's like a thing you tend to do. Yeah. Well, so why is it okay for you to do it as a player and not as a DM? Like if, too, if yeah, it's too. Like, it's if a it weird was that thing, they'd be like, "Cool, you just can't come in my shop anymore." This this feels like more. Thing. This feels like more than just like the cussing. I think this feels like there's yeah, something like that's not being shared. Yeah. With OP or like just in general. Mm-hmm. That's a very, like, that's a yeah, relatively tame like a one. Yeah, that's a relatively tame yeah. one. Of the story, killed yeah. y'all. You're not the you're not the asshole, OP. I, yeah. um, I, <laughs> I, I asshole man. That's you're funny. simply not the asshole. I'm very sorry for what happened. That's a real shitty, sucky situation. 
yeah that's yeah um and on and, and i think they want to be like i'm also for leaving my dnd group so i think it was like their friends and everything that um you know you can hang out with like people outside of like that mm-hmm. shop right you yeah. know what i mean like you can meet new people yeah. it's not that it's you not too hard yeah and i'm sure that other play- other game shops probably that would love mm-hmm. to have your skyrim game yeah and for just sure. like that this place that like had all of you and your friends memories in it are suddenly switching up and not allowed to play your campaign. Keep keep essence alive with the new um, new cast. Okay, actually, I think mm. okay. Um, I think I'm gonna send you one more because that's a really sad one to end on. And I yeah, that's Ouchie. <laughs> yeah, um, that was a really that was a bummer. That was um, <laughs> that was kind of sad. I'm gonna move on to this one. That was both that was both really short, really and really sad. Um, I am into this one already. <clears throat> I might be, actually. I'm not sure yet. Yes, I am. I looked a couple lines down. <clears throat> am I the antagonist for asking another player okay, in the D&D campaign go. to change the name of their character because it goes against my religion? Oh, boy. I regularly play Dungeons & Dragons, the group of five, counting myself. There's a dungeon master and four players. I am friends with two other people outside of D&D with with the other two, I have a friendly relationship that is limited to playing D&D. We've been playing for most of the year, and I have always gotten along. I'm Christian, and while my religion is very important to me, I do my best to be tolerant of other people and not, and not to shove my religion down someone's throat. I don't mention my religion to other joke people unless it comes up or they ask me. I can take jokes about religion and personal beliefs and do not consider myself uptight about it. I know that some Christians are very sensitive to parodies and for like and the like, I either laugh or roll my eyes and move on. For example, while I avoid taking the Lord's name in vain, I don't really care if someone else does. It's their belief and choice. <clears throat> Our group finished a short campaign and decided to start a new one, complete with new characters. We were all having fun, making our characters, rolling, etc., until one of my players, we'll call him Ted, decided to name his character after the true personal name of the Lord. Okay. If you don't know what that is, look it up. The Tetragamon or Hashem, you'll find out. I can't say it or type it here. God. Okay. When I say the name of Ted, when I saw the name of Ted's characters, I asked why he named that, and he asked if I knew the true name of the Lord. And I said I did, and said that's the name of, that name offended me and asked him to change it. He laughed and said I was being too sensitive about it, and it was just a D&D character. I said I named a character that goes against my religion, and it was offensive to me. And again, and I again asked him to change the name of the, name of the character. The others got involved, and after a few minutes of discussion, the others started with Ted and told me to lighten up about it. On, one of them said that they didn't really care about Ted's character's name or my religion, and they wanted to get, get on with playing and that I needed to stop delaying the game. Ooh. About half an hour later, we started playing, and as for the rest of the night, I referred to Ted's character as Ted's character, including when I was role-playing and talking to my as my, talking as my character. When I did that, the others rolled their eyes, and the DM told me that was stupid and shouldn't get in the way of role-playing. That was last week. Everyone else still thinks I'm in the wrong about this and making a big deal of the whole thing. I don't want to cause trouble, but not only is this offensive to me for Ted to name his character that, my religion prohibits me from typing or saying the name of this character. Am I the antagonist? Please help me figure out what to do, other than this one incident. I've always thought Ted is a nice person, and we've gotten along fine. Okay, well... I thought I was going to have fun with this one, but in reality, I'm realizing that you're not the major asshole here. Um, did you get to say the name, the passenger center ends name? I did not. This was sent by D&D AI, 
D&D, am I the antagonist? Zero, 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 one. It's a burner. Not the asshole. Bruh. Not the asshole. Simple. Not the asshole. That... No, 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 you, no. It, it, you're not a jerk about your religion. You're not uptight about it. You're fine, you know? And these Also, people... I want I want to say, I think the person who chose that character's name, they did that shit on purpose. They had they to have done that shit on purpose. purpose. Yeah, had you... to have done it on purpose. I, that's like if I was in the game, it's like, yeah, my character named Allah. That's like, not good. Uh, that's that's not simply not asshole. a good thing to that's name your character. Worst. That man is a jerk, and you need better people to play with. That's awful. Fuck. This is, yeah, that's just mean. Specifically this, because, like, you cannot, this is this is not just being sensitive. People's religion are very serious to them. I understand oh, that. Can you hear me? But not the asshole. Not the asshole. Not the asshole. Ugh, that guy did it on purpose. That guy it, has to have. That guy did it on purpose. I don't think, if, if you're not, like, a Christian or something, I don't know what, like, and I'm, I'm like, a semi-religious person. I don't know what the Christian true name of the Lord is. That motherfucker has research. Oh, you know. I do. I'm simply not going to say it for respect as well because Great. I, I, I said, have mentioned it multiple times purely for world building, but if I were ever like talk about indeed, I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm not a practicing religious person at all, but I'm going to respect mm. people don't want to hear the name, don't want to see the name, don't want to read the name, don't want to anything with the name. That's fine. I'm cool with right. that. Your religion avoids you to do that. So long as you're not shoving Christianity down my throat like we're in the goddamn crusades, fine by me. You know, and here's the right. Um, I, I the person like uh, like OP, they seem super respectful and nice. Yeah, they, you know, they're just like yeah, I don't really show it on my throat. I'm really like like with how I practice. Love that. That's great. Ten out of ten. Like it seems that like they're being respectful about it, and then the their friend group is being like, get over it, get over it, sensitive, get over it. Just mm. like. It's, red flag a group that doesn't respect like, your boundaries and beliefs. You gotta understand people's uh, lines and veils. If the, if a hard line is I don't want to say the name of my true god, fine, respect it, mm-hmm. move on, change your fucking character respect name, Ted. It. It's a name. It's literally it's a name. You can change it. It's a name. You can change, you can change it. it. Why does it have to be that name? Why does Are it you have playing to be that the name? one true god of Christianity? That's what I'm fucking thinking. Oh, God. The people you play with fucking suck, dude. You fucking get suck. It's so bad. Dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Change your party. Get a, new, get a new gang. Get a new party. There are, like, plenty of other people who would respect your beliefs and stuff. And here's yeah. the thing, right? A, a, a fun alternative. Hey, if you're having a hard time finding a new uh, DD party, be a DM. Easiest way to find when a new one. Fully run your try own being, game. Try DMing. <laughs> try it out for a, for a change. Honestly, it's pretty fun. You got a little it's god complex fun. yourself. It's great, yeah. <laughs> Alternatively, hey, if you want just a game that has um, nothing to do with that, yeah, get us up. I just, what, the, I mean, what would you oh do if god. someone did some, like, hurtful shit like that in a D&D game of yours? I would say it out loud, and if they called me a sensitive fucking pussy about it, I would be like, alright, I will not talk to any of you ever again. Goodbye. We... <laughs> In all of my games, we have lines and veils. We, if you don't know what that is, basically lines, hard notes for the game, veils, avoid, but or give a warning, depending on the person. I do my best as a DM to respect those, and I get that I might have my slip-ups every here and there, but I hold myself accountable, and I'm not going to call my friend who's like, oh, I'm super sensitive to bees. I'm not going to call you a bitch because I put bees in my game, and you're scared, you're uncomfortable with that. 
I'm just simply not going to put bees on my games or I'm going to tell you ahead of time and see if it's okay. Like, genuinely, it's not that hard being addicted. Oh my god, this reminds me of a, of a fucking D&D horror story. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, I this was like my third ever experience playing it, I think. Um, the first few times I played D&D, it was like a really cool youth hub, platform hub. It's closed down, I think. It's still open, but it's run by different, a whole thing, gentrification, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> yep, yikes. Um, that's that's stuff for later. <laughs> Yeah, so it was like it was my third time ever like playing it, and I was like, all right, cool. Um, I really want to get into this hobby, but I don't know like where the fuck to start. What do I even do? And then this is like during sixth form, so I'm being like A levels. I don't know what the American equivalent. I think it's like high school, maybe. Probably. Um, yeah, so I'm being like, right. I'm like, yeah, 12. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, I want to get into this hobby. I'm going to do whatever. Um, and like at this point, this is when I had started watching shows like Dimension 20 and like The Adventure Zone and stuff. I was like, okay, this is right, a right. really cool hobby. I want to get into it. How do I do it? Um, and then, so I'm trying to slowly convert my friend group of like these just like POC women and be like, hey guys, play this. It's really cool. Right, right. Um, they went into it. But then there was like this guy, I'm going to use his name, I don't care, Ray. Okay. <laughs> He's not gonna listen to Okay. I don't care. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. He also, okay. And he's like, as I talk about the story, what you're gonna understand why I do not give a fuck about his privacy. Anyway, so, and okay, so I knew he played DD with a bunch of the guys in the year. Um, and every like negative stereotype about like guys who play DD was him like, like oh, he was like this fucking like racist white like super supremacist motherfucker for sure for sure. like i'm like one time we had a debate and he's like well slavery was kind of ethical and it was a great economic you're done you're i hated it give me your dice your bad anyway so he was like oh my god you do it and i um i okay and i was like i was like he's like a jerk but I even, this is before i realized like i can control the people i hang out with um so i was like you know what i need to, i should give everybody a chance maybe he's not that bad da, 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 da. um so we we play uh like a like a one shot with him during like lunch um so it's like 45 like an hour like an hour little something right right we the i had talked the game up so much to my friends and everything I he just threw out the fucking window. We didn't oh get to pick God. classes. We didn't get to pick classes. He blatantly like fudged rolls on purpose. Fucking and like he twist our words so it'd get when I say all of my boundaries cross. I was so uncomfortable the Yikes. entire time. Yikes. Um, yeah, so fucking okay, so for example, right? Um, so yeah, we're like we're like these classless little babies right like uh-huh. we're just like no baby we're like people but we didn't have any class whatever so we're just like we we like peasant stats um so we're just like running around and he's like yes he, he does like a trap and you just see like a pit at the bottom and i'm like oh fuck this is obviously like a dragon or fucking some shit and i make like a little joke hi fuck the dragon hilarious uh, like like obvious obvious joke and then he's oh cool, so you do. And then he fucking describes this like body horror, like oh, no, sex, human women did have Why? sex with a giant dragon. Gosh, yeah, what? Gross. So gross. And uh. like, I'm not gonna get into it, but the whole thing was just like stretched out genitalia, um, and how that caused dexterity disadvantage. <laughs> uh. 
so gross so bad. gross bad and bad and bad bad and bad and then also like i would i i think i have like pretty good luck like i i, I don't remember what the fuck it was it was like i was like hey can i do a thing he's like roll for it i rolled like an 18 but he fudged the dice it's like oh yeah you fail <laughs> what a one. what a fucking ray also and this doesn't really add to anything he did say later on he was going to join the military ray if you're out there go fuck yourself Ray, if you're out there, I hope you're getting your shit rocked. If you're getting your shit rocked, you suck. Um, it's always those kind of it's always those kind of motherfuckers who act like that that always end up going like, I definitely want to be in the military. It's it's a weird stereotype that just kind of comes together. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> okay, wait. Did we come to a conclusion? Yeah, not the asshole. Not the um, asshole. You're not good. the asshole. You're, you're good, chief. You're great and amazing. Please find better friends. I hope you find a better party for you, buddy. Better party. Um, so this feels like a great place to stop. Uh-huh. Um, no more doxing, Ray. The doxing, Ray. Hey, everybody, go try and find the asshole. Oh, let's not do that. Let's not promote that Get podcast. Kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, Finn, buddy, cut that out. <laughs> the three people listening to this, go contact. oh my god time. please please follow us at the dice signer on tiktok twitter and instagram or the dice signer on youtube we currently have episode six out of sea Estrad, working on episode seven now where we have our first test of ship combat it's that's gonna be fun we got maps um, additionally, I have guest starred on a season of the Brain Adventures podcast coming this May, the Defectus Club, where I am playing Casper Crow, solving the kidnapping of many teachers at our school. Check that out. Ooh, yeah, once again, thank you for coming on, Sebastian. Um, thank you so much for having out. me. Oh, it's been so fun. It's so great. Um, everybody, I order you to check out everything they just plugged. It's Please. great um also please uh remember uh this is just a side pod uh branching out of the spice of dice if you mm-hmm. haven't listened to the best four episodes that are out at this current time mm-hmm. please check them out um and this is episode one so there's no keep it spicy i don't know <laughs> we'll find a tagline eventually we'll find a tagline eventually but anyway thank you for listening to episode one keep it spicy whatever keep, keep your spice rack stocked how's that yeah, ooh, like keep your spice rack stocked. G- goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.